Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr. We are back once again here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio. And obviously, I'm still recovering. I'm a huge NBA fan. I think that's no secret to anyone that listens to this show. NBA All-Star Weekend in Los Angeles. Amazing as usual. I'm not going to say it was the best that I've seen because you've seen other years where it's like, all right, they have um, a crazy dunk contest or there was a standout, you know, performer or something of that nature. This this weekend, it was a little a little spread out. You had different news for different little things. Um, the three point contest was good. The dunk contest could have been better. The rising stars was what you expected. You know, the, the international team pretty much proved why the USA needs a lot of help in regards to college players being better or maybe spending more time etc etc uh i just looked at all-star weekend and just watching it on tv because even from as young as when i was a kid uh watching some of the early dunk contests of like you know harold minor um uh, isaiah Ryder, kobe bryant back in 97 you know vince carter of course that dunk contest back in 2000 in my opinion still the greatest of all time Tracy McGrady, uh, Steve Francis, some of the stuff that was done during that dunk contest were amazing. And and just Vince Carter in general. I mean, I've never seen a guy come in with so much hype, not only live up to it, but exceed it well, like exceeded it so much to the point that we're t- we talk about it every single year. I don't think there's been a year now that we don't talk about the Vince Carter dunk contest back in 2000. It's just, it's a mainstay. I think they talk about that more now then they do the uh, Michael Jordan free throw line dunk or Dr. J's free, you know, free throw line dunk. I think that's become the new standard of what excellence is in regards to the dunk contest, in regards to, you know, just NBA All-Star Weekend. You think about what Vince Carter achieved. I mean, that guy seriously just changed the way you look at the dunk contest. It's amazing. So um, we didn't get that. We didn't get a dunk, you know, a, a Vince Carter-like performance. We did get... Um, you know, homage paid to him by uh, by some players. But I just thought, you know, Donovan Mitchell did an amazing job. His dunks were electrifying. He gave me the energy. Get, you know, he got the crowd into it and everything like that. The only thing that I just was, wasn't really too sure about, if we got to be honest right now, were the judges. I mean, we had DJ Khaled, who, of course, DJ Khaled, you know, big time, supporter in the nba the guy apparently was a ball boy i didn't know this for the orlando magic so at least he has ties to it but then he also had you know mark well, i was about to say donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah that would have been funny but actually mark Wahlberg, chris rock as judges lisa leslie i get it lisa leslie deserves to be on that la native she she actually did duncan games for the wnba made sense you know and of course dr j no one's ever going to question dr j but Chris Rock, I mean, come on now. Like, that's when you got too much. You, you you could have Chris Rock come out and maybe host it. But I don't think Chris Rock should be judging it. And I don't even think he believes he should be judging it. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, this is what they did. They had Marky Mark and Chris Rock out there. Those were your judges. And uh, like I said, it, it was a, um interesting show. I thought the, the competitors were good. They weren't just... You know, like one guy's a bum or whatever. Victor Oladipo coming out with the, uh, the, I'm still laughing about the Black Panther mask, getting it from Chadwick Boseman, who was sitting front row. 
And this is as uh, Black Panther's breaking all these records. I think it's like well over almost 200 million already for the first weekend. Uh, that's just amazing. I think it's like top five of all time. And if you haven't seen that movie, I'm playing, you know, right now, it's worth it. I'm telling you, I'm not just telling you this as a as a proud black man, but I'm telling you just as a great movie, period. Please check out Black Panther. I can't wait to go back to the theater to see it again. It was that good. So um, just keep that in mind. But uh, Oladipo did a dunk with the mask on. It may not have been that great, but the fact that he put the mask on, you know, they show the creativity that's there. Larry Nance Jr., of course, brought out Larry Nance, his, his father. You know, he switched into his, his, his old uniform and performed one of his old dunks. So you got a little bit of everything. Davin Mitchell jumped over Kevin Hart and his family. Like, it was just a little bit of everything that you would want in a dunk contest. So I was definitely proud to see that, that there was some creativity. There was some fun. You got to make it interesting if you're a... Uh, if you're a competitor, I mean, the fans have to feel like they're involved. And I think that's becoming the new thing now. You got to make sure everyone is involved somehow. So I was okay with that. I just thought there could have been better dunks that were done. You know, I don't know if Oladipo was holding back, but I expected him to do more. He was a first-time All-Star this year, so I was definitely happy for him. Uh, Three-point contest, Devin Booker, man. That guy got hot. He was my pick. Put on a hell of a show. And, uh, you know, the, the favorites out there were Clay Thompson, of course. Uh, Gordon didn't even get out the first round. The guy, I think he had like nine points or uh, nine baskets, I should say, in that contest. So he didn't even get out the first round. He was a defending champion. They were, they were blaming it on the nightlife. And there's also another player. There's a rumor has it in the All-Star game. Like, I'm going to talk about the All-Star game, you know, in more detail. But in the All-Star game, the only player to get a DNP was Jimmy Butler of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, people were wondering why. He said that he just didn't feel like he didn't feel like playing. Now, you don't hear that, you know, from an all-star game where guys say he just doesn't feel like playing. Apparently, he was partying the entire weekend. This is the rumor now. And the L.A. nightlife got to him. So Jimmy Butler is, you know, possibly a little, you know, I'm not going to say hungover, but uh, yeah, just a little tired. From a nice, fun weekend, an all-star weekend where everything is accessible to you in Los Angeles. That L.A. nightlife is no joke. Trust me, I've been out there. And uh, Jimmy Butler took a DNP, and he wanted that that DNP so bad. So, And for those who do not know, that means did not play. Coach's decision, a.k.a. he didn't want to play. So that's a little subplot and they were saying how Eric Gordon who didn't do as well in the three-point contest was looking kind of sluggish himself he was out a couple of those nights but obviously Devin Booker the guy's the truth I mean I think he's a a budding star I can see him being an all-star next year if he gets out of Phoenix I don't know whenever that's gonna happen but I could definitely see him doing something the big surprise of the night had to be the very first event on All-Star Saturday night. And that was the skills challenge. Spencer Dinwiddie, my guy, Spencer Dinwiddie from the Brooklyn Nets, brought it on home, All-Star skills challenge champion. First guard to win it in the new format when his guards versus the big men. Kristaps Porzingis couldn't defend his title because he tore his ACL. Um, you know, amazing job. The guy's an L.A. native. You know, the Nets are so far out of it. I think they're like 1940 right now. Spencer Didwee represented Brooklyn well, represented the Nets well, and probably got himself noticed to, for a big payday soon. So 
a, a great job, man. The guy just definitely went out there and killed it. He's been having an amazing year, a breakout star, and it was great to see him finally on a national stage for people to see, you know, what he's all about. So uh, definitely congrats to uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. And uh, I didn't mention, obviously, on Friday they had the celebrity game. Quavo was the MVP. Yes, Quavo from Amigos was the MVP of the celebrity game that everyone cares about, of course. So much sarcasm in what I'm talking about. Uh, but followed by that was the Rising Stars Challenge. And it, it was what you expected. A whole bunch of alley-oops, dunks, a kind of some crazy dunks. The world team beat up on the U.S. Bog, Bogdan, this is Bogdan Bogdanovich, who was the MVP of this one. The guy was hitting threes from basically back from his home country in L.A. And um, it, it was cool. It was cool to see that. And uh, I, I don't know if he's the first international player to win the Rising Stars uh, MVP. Uh, we'll definitely check on that. But uh, congratulations to him, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Rising Stars MVP for that game. And then you got to take a um, a look at the big the big night, basically, which is Sunday night. That is the all-star game. That is the, the stars of stars are going to be there. Team Steph versus Team LeBron. Will it live up to the hype? Will there be more com- you know, competition? Will there be defense? So many stories, so many questions going into it. But um, we definitely got an answer, and uh, we got a hell of a game. It was a three-point victory for Team LeBron. And it ended on a defensive stop. Like, the game was close throughout. It was fun to watch. It was back and forth. You actually got to see stars match up and play hard against other stars. This wasn't just some, hey, here's a layup line. Here's this. Here's that. They were playing hard, and, and I, I thought it was a lot of fun. This is what you pay to see. You know, they put more incentives out there for charities. And I just thought that made it a lot better. It was enjoyable to watch the stars actually do what we voted them in to do. Because it's so rare that people just, you know, start the, the hot dog and you get 197 to 198. I mean, not sorry, 197 to 173. Like, these these are not final scores that make any type of sense in a professional setting. But uh, LeBron James wins the MVP. Uh, I'm going to play the uh, the compilation of his highlights from that night, So as well as a part of his uh, speech for winning the MVP, and to stay on the whole LeBron topic, he's been in some controversy, and I think that, you know, I've never been a big LeBron fan, let's let's just put that out there in regards to some of the things he did on the court, you know, I think he complains on the court a lot, but that's just me as a sports fan, as a person, I think the guy is uh, a true inspiration, as to a guy that came out of nowhere in regards to building himself up as a brand. He knew people were watching him all over the world as a high school player, but he proved he was bigger than a basketball player. And he uses his platform a lot to talk about things that are going wrong in this country. He's never been shy about that, whether it's been using social media or doing interviews. I give him credit for that, you know? But when you go into a situation now, and he has he has this um this show he does called the for his for his network, the uninterrupted, it's it's a show with Uber that he did with, he does with Curry Champion and uh, Kevin Durant, and in this episode, you know, Curry Champion is asking him questions while she's driving them around, and she talks about the president of the United States. I'm gonna play the entire clip, 
Eddie, like anybody else who has the rights, because this is America, we have the right to share our opinion. He gave his thoughts on the president, him and Kevin Durant. This did not sit well with a certain Fox News person, and uh, she fired back with some uh, very surprising comments and basically told him that he should focus more on playing basketball and just dribbling a ball than sharing his opinion on the world. It's insulting. It's disgusting. And for a lot of people, they feel like this is not a surprise because this is the world we're living in where horrible things and horrible people are allowed to say whatever they want and they don't really care how it affects others. And, and you know, like and I'm saying this only because we're supposed to be a freedom of speech, we're supposed to be allowed to say what's on our minds and, and things of that nature. Chris Long um, for the Philadelphia, Philadelphia Eagles has been very outspoken about rights, especially with athletes having the right to speak out against whether it's the president or just any injustices out there. He's been one of those people out there. LeBron has always been one of those people. Um, I just remember the ESPYs, I think it was like a year or two ago when it was Chris Paul, uh, Carmelo, and they were all on stage. And uh, it started off the ESPYs just talking about everything that's been going on. And man, it's it's really insane how this is just continuing to ha- continue to happen. I'm going to play those clips. It's going to be LeBron, Kevin Durant, Kari Champion talking about you know, their thoughts on Trump. Uh, I'm going to play uh, the Fox News anchor that shared her thoughts on LeBron not should you know not saying anything and just dribbling a basketball. Then I got LeBron's response, as well as the guys from the um, inside the NBA on TNT. That's like Charles Barkley, Ernie Johnson, Kenny Smith, and Shaq. Their thoughts on the comments, because it, it's really amazing that this is still a thing. You know, this is the world we're living in, and... Uh, it's disgusting. And, you know, you just it has to be talked about. We should have the right to say what is on our minds. If the president could do it, why can't we do it? That's really what it comes down to. That's the country. That's what the country has been been built off of, you know, freedom of speech. That's so important. We are on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio right now. And I'm going to utilize my platform to just even focus on this. And it's it's just it's disgusting. You know, we've talked about for so much with Colin Kaepernick and the things he's been going through. This, to me, fits along those same lines of just censoring. It just needs to stop. You can't just tell people that you live in America, this is a free country, and then tell them they can't have an opinion. It's amazing how this is the thing. And, like, I'm speaking on behalf of just the journalism profession and this is the way we were all raised If in, in terms of just learning journalism and how you should be and how you should not be biased. Like how it's such an important thing to not be biased. Unless you are a commentator and you are commentating on a situation, that's when your opinion is asked for. That's really what it comes down to. And when you're covering a story, you are not to be biased. Everyone knows that. Journalism, that's the big deal. I look at the whole you know situation from that that anchor to say something like that, it it just didn't really invoke any type of, okay, what's the point? You're just trying to say, shut up, don't talk, don't be an American. I I just didn't see where she was trying to gather that besides, this is me, know my name, now you know who I am. She made it more about her, getting the attention of LeBron and putting the spotlight on her, making her a topic. 
That's what it really felt like to me, and I think everyone else out there. But like I said, I'm going to play those clips. It's, it's just ridiculous how this is a thing, and now she's going to be known. That's that's just how this whole thing works. I could go to you know the other people out there, Tommy Loren, all of that. It's all in that same breath. They, it's 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 a lot. It's disgusting, but you know, like I said, we're trying to keep it sports right now, but not because I'm going to do it because they say so. It's because this is what I want to talk about, and I'm going to play those clips. I'm gonna let you guys be the judge. I'm not going to sway you either way you want to think about it. Just listen to the clips and make your own uh, decision on it. As, and when we talk about own decisions, there were two things in the uh, All-Star weekend that really got me a little uh, a little thrown off. One of them was Kevin Hart. You know, Kevin Hart, I, I think Kevin Hart's amazing. He's a funny guy. But the fact that he was doing the starting lineups for each team and he was throwing little jokes in there, some of them were funny. Some of them were just, okay, Kevin, you, you're the only one laughing right now. You, you know, just just say the starting lineups and move on. But uh, I'm going to play the entire, you know, it's a full stretch of him talking about different players, joking on them. It's like he's doing his own little comedy routine while introducing them uh, for the All-Star game. So I'm going to play that as well as this clip, which is, uh, in my opinion, very, very important. And she actually apologized for this. The singing of the national anthem, Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas was the uh, singer and uh, she threw her little her own little spin on it. Uh, I, I just didn't know there was a way you could kind of remix the national anthem, but she found a way to do it live, and it didn't go over too well, as some players were shown laughing, notable uh, was Draymond Green, uh, a couple of players just not even wanting to, you know, be, just, to, they tried to keep it all together, but it, I'm gonna let you guys be the judge, I'm gonna play it now, uh, this is Fergie's rendition of the national anthem, and when we come back, I'm gonna play Kevin Hart, Introducing all the all-stars and, you know, your thoughts on that, as well as LeBron James and uh, his night during All-Star Weekend. You are listening to Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr. here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio. To perform the Star-Spangled Banner is an acclaimed singer, songwriter, actress, and eight-time Grammy Award winner from Hacienda Heights, California, Fergie. So proudly wave at the twilight's last gleaming, whose bright stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the
the head coach is making his first ever All-Star appearance from the Toronto Raptors, Dwayne Casey. Now, now let's meet the reserves. First time All-Star from the Miami Heat is the first player from Slovenia to earn an All-Star honor and gain the nickname the Dragon because like a dragon, his breath will kill you. He was also an extra in season three's Game of the Thrones. Give it up for Goran Dragon! The first time All-Star from the Indiana Pacers was the number two overall pick in 2013 and often gets mistaken for T-Pain. Let me hear it for Victor Oladipo. <laughs> what up? What up, Vic? Or shall I say T-Pain? The first time All-Star from the Washington Wizards is a 2012-2013 NBA All-Rookie First Team selection. And a little known fact, he's afraid of chance. He hasn't sat down in 25 years. Let me hear it right now for Bradley Beal. Good to see you, Bradley. Watch out for those shitters, buddy. <laughs> all right. This second time All-Star from the Charlotte Hornets is the Hornets' all-time leader in three-pointers made. To which Dale Curry says, so I didn't really want to hold that record anyway. Right now, I'm talking about Kimba Walker! What up, boy? Good to see you, man. Okay, this second time All-Star from the Detroit Pistons is the 2015-2016 NBA rebounding leader and the only player in the NBA who spends his whole check on waxing the hair off his shoulders. I'm talking about Andre Drummond. Yeah! What up, Chewbacca? <laughs> okay. This five-time All-Star from the Oklahoma City Thunder is a three-time All-NBA 13 selection. And gets mad when people say the backyard wrestling isn't real. I'm talking about the man with two first names. Paul George, ladies and gentlemen, Paul George. Come on, Paul. Get off the stage, Paul. Your moment is over. Get down. All right. This six-time All-Star from the San Antonio Spurs is the 2014-2015 second-team All-NBA, and he's also a platinum member of Beyonce's Beehive, which means that he gets autographed photos and a plus one to meet three people. I'm talking about LaMarcus Aldridge. <laughs> let, me, let me be your plus one. Let me be your plus one, LaMarcus. And now, and now, it's time to welcome your starting lineup for Team LeBron. This five-time All-Star from the New Orleans Pelicans scored an All-Star game record of 52 points and is the most loyal person in the NBA. Not only is he loyal to the game, but he also refuses to turn his back on that unibrow. Please make some noise to Mr. Commitment himself. I'm talking about Anthony Davis! This five-time All-Star from the Boston Celtics was the 2014 Kia All-Star Game MVP. This guy also proves that leaving Duke early is a mistake. Not only does he take the earth is flat, 
He also thanked the Elvis works at a Target down the street from his house. Give it up for Kyrie Irving! Oh, this seven-time All-Star from the Oklahoma City Thunder is a 2017 Kia NBA MVP. He's also a two-time Kia All-Star and an MVP before the NBA's best dress for his rendition of Princess Butchie Jeans. Let's hear it for Russell Westbrook. There you go, Russell. The jeans were a blast, buddy. <laughs> All right. This nine-time All-Star from the Golden State Warriors was a 2014 Kia All-Star Game MVP. He was also a 2017 Finals MVP and is the only player who can be mistaken for Snoop Dogg in the movie Baby Boy when he wore that loose tank top. Let's hear it right now for Kevin Durant. What up, KD? All right. This 14-time All-Star from the Cleveland Cavaliers was a four-time Kia NBA MVP. He also makes everyone on this team wear name tags because they're all new. I'm talking about the captain of the Eats, LeBron James. <laughs> Y'all show some love right now for the NBA All-Stars, Team LeBron. Show some love for Team LeBron. Enough. We got tons of time. Get out. All y'all get down. Go to where you're supposed to go. Now it's time to welcome to the stage Team Steph. Get out the way. Get out. The get out the way. Go ahead, man. The earth is not flat. It's not flat. The head coach. It's a two-time NBA coach of the year, and it's making his second All-Star game appearance from the Houston Rockets, Mike D'Antoni, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's meet the reserves. This first-time All-Star from the Minnesota Timberwolves is a 2016 Kia NBA Rookie of the Year, and on his off time, he teaches classes on how to fold finish sheets. I get those things are tricky. Y'all make some noise right now for Carl Anthony Towns, ladies and gentlemen. He says that he likes to hang out at the DMV because the chaos and bad attitudes calm him down. Everybody welcome. A lot of teeth in his mouth. Draymond Green. Time All Star from the Portland Trail Blazers in 2013, Kid Rookie of the Year. And on social media, he does a four bar Friday. Here's my four bars. Please stop because you're better at basketball. Y'all show some love for Damian Lillard. I love you, Dave. <laughs> this four time All Star from the Golden State Warriors is a 2016 three point contest champion. And the one time, he said hello. I'm talking about the man of no voices, Clay Thompson! This four-time All-Star from the Minnesota Timberwolves is a 2015 Kia NBA Most Improved Player, and he has one of the largest Tupperware collections in the U.S. 
He can find every top piece, one of them. He can cook it and he can store it. Let's hear it right now for Jimmy Butler. This four-time All-Star for the Toronto Raptors is the 2015-16 All-NBA Third Team selection. And he carries a lot of loose change and he's happy as hell the Fanny Packs are back in style. Show some love for Kyle Fanny Pack Lowry. from the Dominican Republic. This big man has added a three-point shot to his game. He also hit an ultimate long-distance shot when he convinced Miss Universe to marry him. Y'all show some love right now for my guy, Mr. Al Horford! Okay, now it's time to meet the starters, people. This first-time All-Star at the 2016-17 All-Rookie first team selection from the Philadelphia 76ers. It's my city, the city of brotherly love, so it's only right that I introduce him in a language that he understands. Como tal Hey, Rihanna, hey, Umbrella, Ella, hey. I'm talking about Joel M.B. This two-time All-Star from the Milwaukee Bucks is a consecutive All-Star star. His last name can make your breath stink and your mouth dry. It's honestly hard to say, but don't worry, I practiced it. I'm talking about the Greek freak, Giannis. Ultimate D. Giannis. Ultimate D. Giannis, Giannis, just say hey. I can't say it. Giannis, I can't say it. I can't say it. This four-time All-Star from the Toronto Raptors is an all-time leading scorer and his name in Spanish means of the sea of Rosen. Give it up right now for my guy, Damar Rosen! Okay, this six-time All-Star from the Houston Rockets leads the NBA in scoring this season, and he has a two-bedroom flat in his beard that he rents out of the Airbnb on weekends. Let's hear it right now. Harder! <laughs> All right, this five-time All-Star from the Golden State Warriors is a two-time Kia MVP. The man, the man jumps out is so good that you forget that he hasn't had a decent shape of a haircut in the last five years. Y'all show some love for Steph Curry! Right now for Team Steph. Make some noise for Team Steph one time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, those are your 2018 NBA All-Stars. The greatest basketball players in the world playing here in one of the greatest cities in the world. Defense for a portion of the game. Well, Dwayne Casey can talk all he wants. I think the biggest voice there, nice bounce pass from LeBron to AD. How about the bounce pass here? LeBron James to the unibrow AD. He used to see our own Isaiah Thomas yes, doing that yes, pass. He did. Carl Anthony Towns. Fremont Greenplay Thompson have just uh, checked in for team uh, Stephen Quarter. This quarter so far only 13. And we just saw a block shot. <laughs> Kyle Lowry was turned back. James, a beautiful pass.
And it's put down by Bradley Beal of the Washington Wizards. It's the goal team for the for the Warriors. Nice pass, jump down from LeBron. Clay Thompson having a terrific season. Leads the NBA, shooting 45% from three-point range. LeBron off the fake. And how about the three little pump fake? Draymond runs oh, by, resets himself. Versus One dribble, bottoms. DeRozan, three-point attempt missed. And LeBron has Walker ahead of the field. Gave it up, and it's back to James. And this is Kimber Walker saying, see, if I would have got played with you. Second quarter, Marv Albert, Chris Webber, Reggie Miller. There's James. Yes. Howard and back in Charlotte, and there's that jab step that I'm talking about. That I think LeBron loves to kind of rock you to sleep, see if you're going to come back up and stir it, man. <laughs> You if said it. Guys are auditioning sure. for fans, other teams, you know. <laughs> LeBron James heating up, hits a three. And the shoes were auctioned off to benefit the Flip Saunders Legacy Fund. Now the shoes today have the theme from the cartoon Rick and Morty. But how about taking flight here? LeBron James with the reverse look at the head are you kidding me 14th season and his head is on the rim caught up with head coach Dwayne Casey the coach of team LeBron at halftime I asked him how much this game means to them as Anthony Davis gets it done inside yet again he said it means a lot all right thank you David Jimmy Butler yet to play in the game here's LeBron taking all oh. the way and went to the left hand oh. reverse and drew the foul this is why I want to see defense because the more you challenge these great oh, players, man. this one-on-one -on -one with Westbrook going against Embiid. And here's LeBron with an emphatic stuff. James with a beautiful look-away pass. How fun would it be to play with LeBron James? Timeout taken by Mike Dan Tony. That comes to Rant. Irving. Nice pass. Yes. yes. Here, and the call. here comes Team LeBron. Previous play, and again, it's Kyrie Irving's penetration. There's the cons in that painted area on offense. See, this is where LeBron has the advantage yes. now with Embiid trying to guard him out on the, on the floor. Right there, right back at you. Let's see what the call is. Oh, they're going to take a look at yeah, it because this may be off foot. Embiid's foot. Westbrook putting moves on DeRozan. And the LeBron scores. And this by one. 16.7 remaining, Got and they have possession. Westbrook gets ahead of the field, and he scores! It's all defense that made this happen. They were challenged. They had to move the ball and go back to basic basketball. Two passes inside the paint. LeBron finishes the smart play. LeBron, knowing he's going to get fouled, passes it up. But of course, tonight, there can only be one MVP, and that is LeBron James. All right, Captain LeBron, you know what this feels like to be standing here at the All-Star Game and to hold that trophy. This is the third time you've done it, and also 14 straight starts. How different, though, was this one? Because it certainly had a different feel to it. Uh, I think uh, myself and Steph, we took it upon ourselves when we decided to do this format that we had to change the landscape of how the All-Star Game was played. 
The last couple of years, it wasn't as, as competitive as we would like. So, as you can hear my voice, you know, that tells how competitive it was, and it was great from both sides. Sports Social with Eddie C. Jr., we are back. And as promised, I'm going to play those clips from the uninterrupted uh, YouTube with uh, Kari Champion and uh, Kevin Durant and LeBron. Followed by the whole uh, thing about, you know, the whole just dribble thing from the Fox News reporter. Going to play that as well as a uh, special. This is actually something that I did uh, about a week ago in Brooklyn at Barclays Center. I was invited to cover the Brooklyn Nets. Um, they invited 30 different people from the Salvation Army, 30 kids, I should say, from the Salvation Army to experience the Black Fives um, portraits that they have up in Barclays Center for the month. And actually, they've had a month for the last couple of years, but they really showcased them during the month of February for Black History Month. And uh, Charles Johnson, I'm sorry, Claude Johnson is the uh, executive director of the Black Fives, and he does an amazing job just explaining what it actually means to such a young generation that may not have heard of it before and really educate them on black history and the history of basketball and just the growth. And it's an amazing, amazing story. I had a lot of fun covering it. Um, I spoke to a Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Jared Allen and uh, D'Angelo Russell, all of the Brooklyn Nets. They were a part of the tour. It was an amazing night. And uh, it was a lot of learning. I actually learned a lot myself. And uh, I just want to share um, a bits and pieces from it. It was a, a great experience. The kids were great. And it was just a lot of fun. And it was an event that happened right here in Brooklyn. Because this is a Brooklyn-based um, story for the most part. As uh, Mr. Johnson does explain later in the piece. So uh, what we're going to do is jump into these clips. You're listening to Sports Social with Edison Jr. here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio. You look back and even go like Muhammad Ali and, and the things that he had to go through. They basically told him, you're the heavyweight champion in the world, but you have your, your beliefs and your religion. No, we don't care about that. We're going to strip you. And since you don't want to go to the army and fight for us, then we're going to send you to jail for three years. Like, and, and that's it, without question. And when you are one to want to think outside the box, people don't know how to take it. Dr. Martin Luther King is another prime example, a guy who put his life on the line every single day for the betterment of life itself. And in our small world, us as basketball players, but us as African-Americans, we still feel the hate off decisions we make that we feel like is best for us. And because people can't make the decision for you, the only thing they can do is to begin a rally of hate. And we have to go through it. You mentioned Muhammad Ali, which I thought was interesting. And you guys are talking about hate and criticism. We are at a watershed moment in this country. Yeah, for sure. And we cannot deny that we are um, very divided, especially in the political arena. Yeah, for sure. Warriors said, if we had an invite, we're not going to the White House. LeBron, you called the president a bum. Yeah, straight up. How do you describe the climate for an athlete with a platform nowadays that want to talk about what's happening in our world? Well, the climate is hot. The number one job in America, the point of person is someone who doesn't understand the people and really don't give a fuck about the people. When I was growing up, there were like three jobs that you look for inspiration or you felt like these were the people that can give me life. It was the president of the United States. It was whoever was the best in sports. And then it was like the greatest musician at the yeah. time. You, you never thought you can be them, but you can grab inspiration from. I feel like I can be 
You know, if it was a neighborhood African American cop and he was cool as hell, come around, you, you know, I feel like I could be him. It's easy to be. Yeah, him. I could be him, but I never felt I could be the president of the United States, but I grabbed inspiration from that. And this time right now, with the president of the United States, it's, it's at a bad time. And while we cannot change what comes out of that man's mouth, we can continue to alert the people that watch us, that listen to us as this is not the way. When we're talking about leadership and what's going on in our country, it's all about leadership. And I learned that playing basketball. You know, I learned a lot of life skills from playing basketball. You need to empower people. You need to, you know, encourage people. And that's what builds a great team. And I feel like our team as a, as a country is not ran by a great coach. It's not even a surprise when he says something. It's not even surprising. It's like laughable. It's like it's laughable. It's laughable and it's but it, scary. But it's also scary right, because right. I shouldn't be numb to your racist Right, comments. right. I shouldn't yeah. be numb to your behavior. NBA superstar LeBron James is talking politics again, and this time it's R-rated. Here's his barely intelligible, not to mention ungrammatical, take on President Trump and a new ESPN podcast. But wait, there's more gripping insight. ESPN host Carrie Champion asked James and fellow NBA star Kevin Durant about what she described as Trump's racist comments. I'm numb to this commentary like, must they run their mouths like that? Unfortunately, a lot of kids and some adults take these ignorant comments seriously. Look, there might be a cautionary lesson in LeBron for kids. This is what happens when you attempt to leave high school a year early to join the NBA. And it's always unwise to seek political advice from someone who gets paid $100 million a year to bounce a ball. Oh, and LeBron and Kevin, you're great players, but no one voted for you. Millions elected Trump to be their coach. So keep the political commentary to yourself, or as someone once said, shut up and dribble. We'll be right back. I would not just shut up and dribble because I mean too much to... My two boys here, their best friend right here, my daughter that's at home, uh, my wife, my family, and all these other kids that look up to me for inspiration and trying to find a way out. The best thing she did is gonna help me is create more awareness. So I appreciate her for even giving me even more awareness for me to sit up here in the greatest weekend of the NBA All-Star Weekend. And I get, I get to sit up here and talk about yeah. social injustice, equality, and why a woman on a certain network decided to tell me to shut up and, and dribble. So, thank you, whatever her name is. I don't, I don't even know her name, but I, I appreciate. What, what is it? Nobody knows. Oh, Tiago says no one knows, and that's 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 perfect. I just, I was so stunned by the personal nature and kind of the the closed-minded and condescending response that Laura Ingram had because at one point she took off on Kevin Durant for his grammar. Everybody's like, no, you gotta believe what I believe, and if you don't, I'm gonna attack you. We can't, we don't have to do it that way. You can disagree, hold on one second, Chuck. You can disagree with what Kevin Durant and LeBron James said. You don't have to make it that way, and I was just, it was disgusting to me. Ernie, don't be getting emotional over Fox News. Fox News do what they do. Nobody pays Fox News any attention uh, but people who voted for Donald Trump in that segment. I mean, I don't even break a sweat. Those people aren't going to change. 
Fox News, they do what they do. I mean, they're not trying to uh, be conciliatory. They're not trying to make friends. They do what they do. Listen, I'm not a big fan of the president, uh, but he going to do what he wants to. He doesn't really care what anybody thinks. Uh, but I'm not going to overreact. First of all, LeBron, LeBron James is LeBron James. I would, first thing I would have said, who's Laura Ingram? If she was in this crowd right now, we wouldn't know her. If LeBron James walked around, these people would be mobbing him. But Fox News do what they do. You know, I don't take, I laugh. Like sometimes when I want humor, I turn on Fox News. You didn't, you didn't find shut up and dribble offensive as it can possibly be. That, but for, for, that's what she was trying to do. What, yes. do you think she was trying to be friends? I, if somebody's trying to make me mad, I'm not going to get mad. First of all, I would like to see her tell LeBron shut up and dribble in front of LeBron's mother. I'd like to see that. No, we don't want to see that. But no, I mean, I want to see, you know, guys want to be smart and they want to run their mouth and they want to do certain things. I agree with Ernie. Ernie can say what he wants to say. I can say what I want to say. We don't have to agree, but you don't have to take personal shots at people. And that was very upsetting to me a little bit. I don't waste a lot of energy. I call it wasted energy overreacting to, like say, Ernie, well, Laura Ingram, I didn't even know she was alive until you bought it up. I'm just saying millions of people are out there seeing that, Chuckster. They and want I, to. I, I'm just saying it's not That's like it's want. going out in a vacuum. <clears throat> people are seeing that. Look, my, and my point on this thing is, look, don't belittle a person like LeBron James and Kevin Durant because their diction or their use of grammar is not as good as yours, and do not belittle them in, in saying that an athlete is only good for dribbling a basketball. Look at LeBron James' body of work. Look at D. Wade's body of but, work. But Look at me, a lot of the hey, players in the NBA's body of hey, work when it comes to social hey, issues, when it comes to helping communities. Come on. Well, well, I, I think, think that's, that's also, we're better than that. I think Ernie, that's the also the... Better than that. I think that's also... Let me ask you a question. So before we start, we also have a few special guests. Um, you might see them on the back of the court. First, we have Mr. Jared Allen. Pop it oh up for Jared. Oh my God! 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 Last but not least, Mr. D'Angelo Russell. Oh! Oh my gosh! Okay. Uh, okay. On behalf of the team and organization, uh, thank you for coming out. Okay, the first that was drafted was a guy named Chuck Cooper by the Boston Celtics. The f yep, the first to play was a guy named Earl Lloyd. He was with the Washington Capitals, and eventually that team moved and they became the Syracuse Nationals. Then there was another guy who was um, the first to be signed, and his name was Nat Sweetwater Clifton. He played for the Knicks. Previously, he had played for the Harlem Globetrotters and a team called the New York Rens. So what we do is we just celebrate that history, but we also try to make sure that they get their proper recognition, okay? So for some of these guys, as I said, they're candidates for the Basketball Hall of Fame. Now so far, we've been able to get six into the Hall of Fame. 
not, not just these guys, but others, because there were dozens of teams, really hundreds of players all around the country. So that's what we do. Okay, first. Hey, Jared, uh, just how does it feel to just uh, be a part of this um, exhibit and just learn more about the, uh, the Black Five? It's a humbling experience and seeing the history of where Black and African American basketball started and trying to show the boys and girls here where it started. It means a lot that they chose me to be here. You got you good? Hey, so Spencer, how's it feel to be a part of this event? Um, you know, it's, it's special. You know, to be able to participate in Black History, um, in Black History Month, uh, and to talk to the little kids, it's, it's big, and it just shows you how much things are out there that are bigger than basketball. I think when when you bring it to local history uh, and obviously black history as well, you talk to the kids, it brings it closer to home. It makes it, I think, a little more realistic, a little more uh, palpable for them. Sometimes when you talk about macro concepts in the whole country that kind of seems far out or, or something that doesn't really apply to them, but if you can tell them streets and things that are right down the block and they can say, oh, I walk past that, that place every day. I didn't, I had no idea the history behind it. I think it makes it a little more real for them. With the Salvation Army, bring kids together, you know, give them different opportunities that they're not used to seeing. So for them to, like, be able to get the nest together and work as an organization and get this together, it means a lot. Like, it's, it feels good to be a part of it, you know, give the kids a chance to be excited, an opportunity to meet new things and show people that we still can to be, like, you know, inspire them and bring kids together, you know, give them it feels good. So for them to like be able to get the nest together and work as an organization and get this together, it means a lot. Like it's, it feels good to be a part of it. You know, give the kids and a chance to be excited, an opportunity to meet new things and show people that reach their dreams to give them, you know, inspire them to reach their dreams. So it feels good. This was the, the Nets called us and they said, look, um, Black Fives Day for the city of New York is coming up tomorrow. Okay, so let's celebrate that by having you come in and describe these murals that we have uh, in, the, uh, in, the, in the concourse of the Barclays Center. And we'll invite players and we'll also invite kids. So that's what this was, it was a walking tour because these are permanently installed murals that are Brooklyn related, African American vintage photographs from as far back as 1908, 1906, and they they show the history of the African American pioneers that paved the way for those same players that we were just on tour with today. We we call that you know community stewardship, right? So if you draw a map of Brooklyn, Bedford, what used to be Bedford and then Stuyvesant Heights, but now Bedford Stuyvesant and Brownsville and Bushwick, there's all these dots of places where these pioneers lived or where some great milestone happened, like the first game between two African-American basketball teams, or where was the clubhouse of the Smartside Athletic Club, or where did this person live or that person. So that is something where when we show that to kids, they say, wow, wait, my cousin lives over there. I know somebody over there, or I live nearby. So that's now gives them an opportunity to say, okay, this is our community. Something really important happened in our community. And we call that community stewardship because it's, it's important to know that we don't just live here. Somebody didn't just like give this to us, but also back in the day, some really great things happened as part of our community we can be proud of.
Well, I mean, I have three kids, so I love kids. Like anytime, you know, I'm around kids, I, I love to you know educate and say things, and hopefully they were engaged. I think they were. We had some prizes at the end. We had some stickers to give out, uh, a couple of books and, and, and caps, and so that's fun. And you know, these these kids, I mean, they're at an age right now, fifth grade, sixth grade, where everything is exciting to them. But over the top is if NBA players actually come out. And because then, you know, that makes them feel special, right? Because they're not going to remember everything. They're just going to remember how they felt when this happened. And this is a real treat. I mean, how many of us got to meet and see and take pictures with an NBA player when we were in fifth grade? You know, that's something we could dream about, right? But that, you know, I give a great deal of credit to the Brooklyn Nets because they're making this experience accessible. And then they're going to go out and talk to all their friends and then they're going to talk to all their friends. So I think it's brilliant that they didn't just go to one school, but to a program that accommodates and serves many schools. I just want people to know, you know, if you want to find out more about our website, of course, you can go to blackfives.org. But more than that, I mean, we, we research and we preserve and we teach and, um, you know, promote this history. And we have, you know, big dreams, um, but we're, we're very humble footing. So any opportunity we get to be in front of a, a lens and a crowd like this, you know, we love it. So thank you very much. I want to take the time to thank everyone for tuning in to today's show. Uh, just a lot of uh, different things going on. Obviously, we just talked about NBA All-Star Weekend and um, just the importance of just Black History Month and continuing the story of the Black Fives and their history in basketball. And if you want more on that whole story and that whole tour, check it out on hoopshabit.com. Um, just search for my name, Ed Easton Jr. I have a full breakdown, including videos, as well as on my uh, Instagram and Twitter, also at Ed Easton Jr. So uh, check that out. And until next time, everybody, you've been listening to Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr. here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio.